This is Andrew Lewis with Blackmail Strength Training, and today I'm going to talk about how training and exercise can make you feel normal. And I'm going to start off with a story. In 2014, I had the fortune of being invited by uh, an acquaintance of my wife to stay in a Manhattan apartment for a couple nights, and my wife and I went and spent time with uh, this acquaintance and uh, for a weekend. We, we get up on Saturday morning and we go out and do all the typical um, all the typical New York stuff. We go to the Met and we get some pizza and you know check out everything. We got an espresso, which was exciting. Espresso is excellent. And the day goes by and we've been walking everywhere. And uh, we talk to our, our friend and, and he it's getting to be late and he mentions how he has all these rituals he has to do to even be able to fall asleep. And even if he does those, it takes him like an hour to fall asleep. And he's he's a little bit older, you know. He's in his he's in his late fifties, early sixties. And anyone who's anyone who's uh, aged appreciably understands that as you get older, it becomes harder and harder to fall asleep and to stay asleep and to even have high quality sleep. So sleep becomes a very scarce commodity for um, people who are a little older. And uh, if you're young and don't appreciate this fact, you should. Uh, Definitely enjoy it while it lasts, because it will not be there forever. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the, before going to bed, he's telling us about all these rituals and everything, and he's like, oh, probably, it's probably going to take me like an hour to fall asleep. So, we go to bed, and we don't really think much of it. And we wake up the next morning, and, and he's already awake before us, and and he's bright and chipper, and, and we're talking to him. We're like, oh, yeah, how'd you sleep? And he says, you know, like, I went to bed, and... I fell asleep in like 10 minutes and I'm, and I've been trying to figure out, you know, what's different. Like, what did I do yesterday? That was so different. And we were like, Oh, you know, we, we don't know. Cause we both, we both train, uh, trained at the time and I still train now, obviously. Um, and so we're used to, we're kind of adapted to that kind of exercise. And he was saying, I can, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. I thought about it. And I'm like, you know, we walked like, we must have walked like 10 miles uh, yesterday. And we were like, yeah, okay. He says, you know, I think there's something to this exercise thing. And we both kind of quietly, you know, in our own head laughed because it, it made sense to us because we've been, we've been doing it for so long and we were so used to it. But for someone who hasn't had that, um, that a part of their life for very long, people forget that exercise and training makes you normal. He had been able to sleep so well because he had exercised, because he had used up a lot of the energy. He wasn't, uh, you know, on edge or uncomfortable when he was trying to go to sleep. He could just go to sleep. And I'm not saying this is, a, you know, a panacea, a solution to everything for um, sleep by any stretch of the imagination. It's just illustrative of the fact that people aren't normal in the absence of physical training and physical hardship. <clears throat> I swear I don't have Corona, by the way. I guess I could. I don't know. I don't think I do. I just, I always cough in the morning. And so I just bring up this point that, you know, there are a couple of things in life that make humans normal. And I think good food and companionship and uh, training is are, are a couple of those things. And without those things, you cannot be physically normal, um, you know. Erickson has his, uh, or sorry, Maslow has his hierarchy of needs of things that you, 
that you start with as base uh, essential needs and then you work up the ladder to, to less essential physical needs to more psychological needs and I would say that um, you know training is definitely among those um, now where it sits it's hard to say but I think it definitely is a part of what makes you a normal human and you should definitely not shy away from that um, I can tell you any time that I've had a stretch of my life where I've had to forego training has been uh, far um, less enjoyable, far more stressful, and in fact, training has gotten me through some very stressful times. If only because it it, it, it does a couple of things. One, it, it physically exercises your body. So you get done training and you are physically tired. So all of that pent-up energy that you had from being stressed out is is no longer there. Or at least it's it's been diminished an appreciable amount. And as I said earlier, you know, it helps you sleep. Two, when you are training, and this could be anything. This doesn't have to be barbell training. I mean, that's the thing that I do. It's the thing that I teach. But certainly if you are doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or boxing or you are training for a marathon or maybe you're not doing any of that. Maybe you're just having a jog. Um, when you're doing that, the the effort required to perform that activity, assuming it's high enough, literally requires enough focus that you will forget about your existing problems. I can't tell you how many times that I've had, um, you know, a stressful situation in my life that I've gotten under the bar for a heavy set of five squats or <clears throat> um, deadlifts, and the, the physical exertion and the mental require the mental focus required to do these activities is such that you are not thinking about your problems. You, you can't think about anything except um, maybe one, maybe one or two cues. You know, uh, in the squat, you know, keep my knees out, keep my knees out, drive my hips up, or push against the bar. You need to push that bar up, uh, and kind of the visceral um, emotional response that seems to happen is that. The bar is trying to kill you and crush you into the earth, and you have to not let that happen. So you can imagine that this very controlled, very repeatable, stressful event kind of becomes this almost therapy uh, for the other stresses in your life. And so I think... If you are not taking advantage of this, it's definitely something that you should look into. Um, and, and I'm not suggesting that you have to, you know, sign up for a powerlifting competition or be a powerlifter. I'm not even saying that you have to do strength training. I'm just saying that humans are not normal in the absence of physical exercise, physical effort. If <clears throat> if you are not exercising your body then you are not going to feel normal. Um, you're not going to sleep as well. Your your whole chemistry, you have to remember, your brain is almost entirely a function of the surrounding chemistry and the reactions resulted from it. And exercise and training have a, a very profound effect on brain chemistry. Um, this has been well documented. I'm not going to go into all the details on that. But people seem to think that there's, there's your brain and your body. And that is a totally false dichotomy. You have one thing. You have you. You have your body and your brain. And they're one thing. 
It's really just your body, but your brain is a part of that system. Um, and if you don't, if you don't agree with this, think about the last time that you had some sort of chronic pain in, uh, like your foot, or in your back or something. It affects the way that you live your life. It affects your mood, um, even hunger. You know, look at look at a three-year-old, or not a three-year-old. Look at a six-year-old. A six-year-old could be the, the sweetest child, could be loving, could be caring, uh, could be happy. But man, if you if you get them when they're tired or if they're hungry, they can be a total monster. And I think we can all readily understand that this isn't, you know, um, they're not really choosing to be like a horrible little entity. Um, they're, they're partially a slave to the chemistry of their brain because of their, their hunger and their, um, requirements for sleep, their exhaustion. And, um, you know, I think we like to pretend that uh, adults and children are fundamentally different, and, and in a lot of ways they are, but at the end of the day, we as adults are still subject to the same, um, you know, chemical responses, and, and um, anybody who's spent an afternoon with me when I'm hungry understands that. <laughs> so um, I think it, it's important to recognize that, important to recognize that you need to um, take care of your body and take care and, and maintain it so that the brain chemistry and the um, the care of the muscles and the organs are, um, you know, you, you think about those things and that you take care of those parts of your body because that is you. That if, any, if, if you're nothing else, you are your physical self. Um, so I would, I would think about that and think about how, you know, helpful exercise has been for you in the past and when you've done it and if you, you know, if you haven't done it much, um, you know, give it a try. And again, I'm not saying you don't need to commit. Don't commit to a three-month program. Don't commit to signing up for a powerlifting meet or a triathlon or a strongman. You know, just um, <clears throat> just pick a couple exercises. Don't even don't don't go to the gym um, before you do this. Before you go to the gym, pick pick a couple exercises. Pick something you think you're going to do, and get in there and just do a little bit of work. Um, and then the next time get in there and do a little more work and the next time get in there and do a little more work. And as you start to understand your, your body a little better and you start to get a feel for what's going on, you can, um, start to get feedback on what things you need to be doing better, the intricacies of working out. Obviously I recommend barbell training, but I think that, uh, there are stages of uh, idea acceptance that people are not are not ready for yet and so you know you don't want to take someone from zero to 60 um, too fast so if you are uh, not at a stage where you are ready to uh, commit to a hard training program just you know get in the gym and pick a couple exercises beforehand and just uh, just start training just start doing some exercise and then do it a little harder the next time and start to progress that in a logical fashion. And it might not, you know, it's not going to be perfect, but that's okay. Um, part of this is just to, to make you feel normal. And if you've, if you've never done this, then honestly, you don't know what normal feels like. Um, I've always made this, <clears throat> excuse me. I've always made this, um, argument with people that, uh, you know, the absence of pain is not the the same as uh, moving toward pleasure. 
So um, if you can imagine a, uh, a conceptual unit of pleasure and pain, one additional pain is not the same as as negative I'm sorry one additional pleasure is not the same as negative pain uh, and so I think that if you've if you've um, like I said if you've never really exercised much or trained much I think you'll notice a massive difference in how you feel how you live your life your mood uh, when you start training so give that a try but I won't belabor the point any further I'm just going to sign off and say uh, thank, you know, thank you for listening Obviously, you could be doing other things with uh, 12 minutes of your life, and I appreciate that you you spend it uh, driving, listening to me, or you know, just sitting here uh, thinking about what I'm saying. So I appreciate that.